dude, you can't go on and say that about crippled people. I mean, it's, it's kind of in bad taste, you know? All right, we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to Couch Football. Here for here back for season two. This time on a couple different platforms. We don't even know yet, so we're just going to see what we can get this on. Woo-woo! See what we can, you know, trick people into, you know. We're not going to. We, we want to be put on some weird platforms just so we can screw with them, right? Like, this is not a serious podcast in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, I so. totally agree, but we're not going to trick them. They're going to go out and find it of their own accord because they want to hear what we think. I, I don't think that's right. Well, <laughs> it helps me sleep at night, so. But anyways, welcome back. Um, this is Luke with co-host Ryan over here. Hello. We are a football podcast, hence the name Couch Football. We talk about a lot of uh, real-time football. We do a lot of game previews, and we talk. We love to talk fantasy football as well, which is where this podcast originated from. We made it to uh, diss the people in our Couch League, which um, we don't have any shout-out of shames yet. Unless, Ryan, do you want to shout anyone out for a terrible draft? Yeah, let me tell you. Spencer chose. Whoa, hang on, hang on, hang on. Shame, shame, shame. Shame on you. Okay, go. Spencer chose Jonathan Taylor, fifth pick overall in the in the draft. I mean, I know it was an auto pick, but come on. What what, what the heck? So, for was- those of you that are not in the league, which should be none of you, if you're not in the league, then why are you listening to this? But, uh, so, Sleeper, the app that we actually, this is our first year on Sleeper, apparently they punish you for auto-picking. If you auto-pick, it takes, like, someone, what, like, ten slots down? And that is who you end up picking. So it is not the best available player at all. So, yeah, (laughs) It grabbed Taylor over Derrick Henry for him, which, okay. But, you know, it's a bold choice, but apparently it hey, is the move that he wanted to make. Who knows? Derrick Henry could go down first game, due for an injury. That's true. He, I mean, he carries the ball an absurd amount of times, and he is a big man, and he shouldn't be able to move the way that he does. But so. he carries them for an absurd amount of yards. That's true. Two 2,000 yards. And this year, there is a 17th NFL game, so... Oh yeah, we'll be talking like all kinds of records. Single season records are gonna get broken now, so that's fun to look forward to. Um, the fantasy impact's gonna be interesting. Got to be a lot of a thousand yard rushers, so it'll be very, very interesting to watch. But uh, either way, we have we've got some NFL news we're gonna jump into. We've got some sleeper picks for fantasy, and then we've got um, some game previews for week one that we're gonna jump into. So, uh, Ryan, how was your break? How was the off season for you? Well, you know, coming off my big fantasy win, you know, I was... All right, let's check in on the news team. Okay. News team, assemble! No, no, go, go ahead and say what you said. Oh, I was just saying I was riding high, you know. We got our uh, league trophy, which is just a massive uh, belt. So, wearing that during the draft, and, you know, I... I I'm set for a second year and ready to do a strong showing. Very uh, very bold takes right there. 
Okay, uh, NFL news. So the Saints released Latavius Murray, which leaves Tony Jones Jr. as Alvin Kamara's backup now. Um, Tony Jones played at Notre Dame. Um, it'll be interesting to watch. Uh, apparently he's getting picked up a lot in a lot of different fantasy leagues, so that's something. They like to spell Kamara a fair amount, so Murray was always a decent fantasy flex, so... I would assume you could see this guy having a couple carries a game. Okay, Buccaneers safety Jordan Whitehead will not play the cow. Uh, he won't play in the Cowboys game due to a hamstring injury. Uh, depending on when this podcast is uploaded, this may be old news. We'll <laughs> see. Um, maybe we're gonna tell the future. Maybe, maybe uh, we'll make a bold prediction right now that'll change everything. But we'll see. I would advise against it. Okay. All right. Cowboys win 43. Jeez. I hope so. I got Dak in a different fantasy league, so I hope he does well. Um, Okay, so this leads into some of the bigger news of the week. Uh, Ravens running back Justice Hill will now miss the entire season with a torn Achilles, which leads leads to, uh, well, kind of a big signing, kind of not, kind of a whatever one. But, uh, well, first of all, what's going on with that Ravens running back room? J.K. Dobbins torn ACL, and now they lose Justice Hill for the season. So, I don't know. It's, I, it must be what they're doing, the type of practice, what they're feeding them. I mean, there could be a variety of um, calculations that go into that thing. But, yeah, it's not good. So, Gus Edwards is going to take the full workload now. Uh, I think Tashawn Williams is now the backup. Um, in terms of fantasy relevancy, I don't know if there's anything to that. So... We'll see. But anyways, so the Ravens signed veteran Le'Veon Bell to the practice squad. Uh, and according to Adam Schefter, he's expected to be activated when he's acclimated to the offense. Um, he's 29 years old. A lot of people saying that he's washed. Uh, last year, he shared the ball with Clyde Edwards-Alaire for a little bit. Um, I think he's owning 30% of sleeper leagues right now. So Not sure. It's interesting. Is there any chance he doesn't get signed? Because they signed a different running back to the thirty or to the fifty-three man roster instead of Bell already. I mean, so if they already worked him out, was it a was it a practice squad activation or was it just some random guy off the street? I'm uh, not sure. Is Trenton Cannon? So okay, because depending on who it is, I would say maybe I would say I think Bell will still get activated. I think they're not going to go into the season with two running backs, which is what they were slated for right now with Edwards and Williams. I think I think it's Williams. Yeah, that'd be a little aggressive. So I would say it's probably a depth move. I think they probably will eventually activate Love Bell. I think it'll be interesting to see how much he contributes to the team. It'll be interesting, though, because, uh, you know, Lamar Jackson will check down to a running back, and that was the thing that Bell was known for. In his, you know, in his prime years with the Steelers, he was a great pass-catching running back. And, uh, I mean, he wasn't great last year for the Chiefs, He, but he did average four yards a carry. So, I'll be curious to see if he has anything left in the tank. I did grab him. We have a five-slot bench in our fantasy league, and I did end up grabbing him. So, we'll, well see what happens. Well, of course. I mean, so you have him just in case. Right. Well, I had Justice Hill, and... <laughs> Uh, when I saw Justice Hill went down, I, well, I was like, well, I need to fill that with someone. And then I saw the report that Freeman, Devonta Freeman, and 
Lev Bell were both working out for him, so I took a chance and grabbed Lev Bell. We'll see. We'll see what happens. So, uh, Ryan, you got anything? Uh, anything that you want to say about the signing? If uh, any predictions or anything? Um. No, not really. I mean, if Bell gets signed to the team, I don't see him being used in any greater capacity than he was used on the Chiefs. Um, he might get some third down work, but he was always kind of the patient runner sort of person. So if that fits that their offense, fine. But I mean, you got Lamar Jackson as the leading rusher on the team, so well, that's that's a given. <laughs> um. So I I don't know if they really can utilize his skill set. Now if Gus Edwards goes down and Le'Veon Bell becomes the lead back, ah, thousand yard season, let's go. Well, I, que- I question how confident they are in Gus Edwards, because Gus Edwards was their three guy last year. He is now their two guy. Well, now he's the one guy, but he was going into the season as the two guy, so it'll be interesting to see. Uh, the Ravens are an interesting team, because, like, in terms of pass catchers and fantasy, I'm not sure which ones you'd go. I mean, there's Mark Andrews, there's Hollywood Brown. You can go for either one of them and hope that they'll catch a touchdown but in terms of rushing it's not a bad idea to grab their running back even though Lamar Jackson will take some rushing touchdowns and some just plain rushing work away their running backs are still solid to grab like you could play Mark Ingram for a little bit last year um Gus Edwards there were people that were flexing him last year even though he was third string and then J.K. Dobbins who eventually made the transition to the starter towards the end of the year so yeah, I think uh, Dobbins was the 12th or the 13th running back off the board before going down, so it's pretty high. I mean, above, like, Josh Jacobs or Clyde Edwards, so. Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Okay. That was news. So uh, let's go ahead and transition. And now we're going to be talking about fantasy sleepers. We are going to be talking about uh, each of us have two players that uh, Ooh, are maybe, going... Maybe three. Maybe, maybe, three. maybe three. We'll see how much time uh, we have. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Um, no, we, we each picked two players that we're, uh, we're going to look at. They took... Uh, they were what? Late, late draft picks for the most part? Uh, yeah. Mine are round nine and below. Okay. Yeah. So. I think I've got... Very similar players, so... Um, yeah. The same? Not the same. Do we have the same players? We do not have the same did players. Did we just become best friends? We did not. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll shut that down right here. <laughs> uh, no, but they're, they're late-round draft picks, and we're hoping that they will end up having a lot more value than what they were listed at for their ADP. So, um, I guess I'll go ahead and start it off. And I am starting off with wide receiver for the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Mr. Henry Ruggs. Oh my goodness. I think people so I think people okay. Henry Ruggs spent a lot of time on my roster last year. A lot of time on my roster <laughs> because I was hoping that he would make the transition to you know being the number 1 guy there, but Nelson Aguilar is a jerk and kept stealing all of his targets. <laughs> so now Henry Ruggs is the number 1 guy on the depth chart. Aguilar's gone, and I think for people forget already how good he was in college he got 24 touchdowns in i think three years in college he had last year he had 26 receptions 452 yards and two touchdowns not great stats 
but if you look at uh, the amount of big plays that he had, he had a ton of big plays, and he got open a lot, even though there weren't plays that ended up developing into big plays, he got open a lot uh, deeper down in the field, so it was very nice to see, and it gives me a lot of hope for this. Um, but like I said, he's the number one on the depth chart now. He should be the number one guy, except for, you know, technically Darren Waller is the number one guy there. That's just the way it is. Let's go. But, uh, yeah, I think Henry Ruggs should be a very good sleeper pick. He's going in, like, the 10th round of most drafts. Um, you could probably grab him anywhere in that 9 to 12. Well, 12 is probably a reach, but he might be there. Um, I think his value is really good, so... That's, that's what I'll say on them. Uh, Ryan, you can either comment on it, you can debate on it, or you can jump to one of your picks. Um, I could not be more neutral on a pick. Oh, uh, really? I don't love it. Don't hate it. Oh, yeah? I'm jumping right to that. <laughs> Shout out. Brian Schwinn, last season. Anywho, um, I don't know. I don't believe in Derek Carr. I feel he's a little overrated. So, um once he proves to me he's worth the kind of money he's being paid, then I'll I'll agree with you. But if Waller's the only one he can throw to, then, I mean, who else? You play the Chiefs twice, you play the Chargers twice, so they might have some t- tough matchups. Although, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. For a late-round pick, um, that's what you want. You want someone who could be the number one receiver on their team um, that has potential. So... And he's got big play potential. Is he even a big guy, though? What is he? No, but he's, he's, he's fast. He's <laughs> <laughs> speedy little guy. Yeah. Um, all right. Go ahead and go on with your first pick. What a great segue. Uh, if we're talking about speedy little guys, uh, my first player is Marquise oh. Brown. Oh, I, I thought we were leading it in, into an innuendo right there. Oh, no. Uh, 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 <laughs> not, not on mic. Come on. Come on. <laughs> But wide receiver for the Baltimore Ravens, Marquise Brown. Been, been a couple years in the NFL right now. And yes, Lamar Jackson is his quarterback. Yes, Lamar Jackson, who runs more than he throws. However, Marquise Brown, this guy saw 100 targets last year. Now, he only hold in 50, 60 some of them. But 100 targets in all, which goes to about 6.3 per game. You want to know some other names that are around that? Target share? How about Debo Samuel? Going round five in drafts. Darnell Mooney. About the same as uh, Marquise Brown. And Mark Andrews also has the same amount of targets per game. So, and I know Mark Andrews was hurt a couple games and it kind of plays off a little bit. But this is what Fantasy Pros was telling me. Like, the guy's being targeted. He's just not hauling them in. Or they're off throws or whatever. I'm on the train that Lamar Jackson's going to improve each year he's in the NFL. So, if only, you know, five more receptions, hey, you're loving that for Marquise Brown. So, some of his accolades, he was the first wide receiver off the board in the 2019 draft. Went 25th to the Ravens. And last year, let's look at this. Seven games he burned you, which means he got under 10 points in a PPR league. And four games, he totally busted. He got uh, three points and down. So you're not loving the pick. You're, you're not. If you have to start him as even your wide receiver, too, you're kind of like, ah, what do I do with this guy? However, big play potential. He gets targeted. 
And this is what you look for in one of the later rounds. I grabbed them in our draft in the ninth round. So. All right. I agreed with most of what you said. Ooh. Except for saying that you think Lamar Jackson will get better every year he's in the league. He was an MVP two years ago, and last year he was flip-floppy all over the place. Okay, fine. (laughs) Clarify. Better, Better with passing. Okay. I still think he was a better passer two years ago. Oh, he, he was. <laughs> you just can't be happy with I him. wish I had the stats in front of me because he had much better passing stats. Um, no, I like Hollywood Brown, but it's just... How did you get that nickname, by the way? <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that he matter. must be from Hollywood. I, Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have no idea where the nickname came from, but it is... that The main concern is it's... Uh, Lamar Jackson. Will Lamar Jackson be able to give... Will he have enough passing work to support, I mean, two targets? Maybe three? But definitely two. You got Mark Andrews, and you've got um, you've got Hollywood Brown, and then there's running backs. Uh, Dobbins isn't there anymore, but I think Lev Bell, when he's activated, will probably be the third down back. It's just a question of will Lamar Jackson be able to have an effective passing offense? And I just don't know. I I was so high up on him last year, at the beginning of last year, and people were taking him in the early second round of most fantasy drafts, and Jeez. he ended up burning just about every single person that drafted him. Okay, so. I recognize he shouldn't be drafted there, but, you know. Yeah. For a later round pick, I'm all, all about that. Yeah. And uh, uh, Marquise Brown being in company of Darnell Mooney isn't. I think Darnell Mooney is probably a, he's a good breakout candidate. But Debo Samuel, however, I do think that he is now the number two guy. I think Ayuk is going to make a transition to being most likely the number one guy to go to. Well, I mean, technically, maybe Kittle is. <laughs> Kittle might be the number one guy to go to there. Probably. But yeah, let's. I mean, Ayuk is probably going to be the starter. In my opinion, he's probably the number one receiver at least there. So, I don't know. I'm I'm not huge on him, but yeah, I don't think it's a terrible company to be drafted in. That's why he's my guy that I'm calling for breakout. Okay. All right. Um, okay, I'll go into my second guy, which is tight end for the Los Angeles Rams, Mr. <laughs> Tyler Higby. So, Tyler Higby. I mean, so for my let's go with my top five tight ends. I liked Kelsey, and then I actually liked Waller. Um, this is for fantasy, by the way, because Waller's not as good a blocker as Kittle, but he is essentially a receiver. <laughs> He's essentially a wide receiver. He's so athletic. So I liked, so Kelsey, Waller, then Kittle. Then for me, I actually went with Hawkinson. I really like Hawkinson. Hawkinson. Um, and then at, right after that was, right there is Mark Andrews. But so for me... Going through drafts, we all know how difficult... Anyone who plays fantasy knows how difficult it is to find a good tight end nowadays. It is a dead position in terms of fantasy relevancy. And basically, I had to... In some of the mock drafts I did, I basically had to plan for disaster. What happens if I punt away the tight end position? And I wanted to have a sleeper pick in case I did. And for me, that was Tyler Higby. So look, Matt... uh, Matthew Stafford's there now. Matthew Stafford is pretty good supporting the tight end position. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, Eric Ebron, both did... I mean, Eric Ebron did better with the Colts, but they both look solid. Um, Playing with Matt Stafford. 
So Higby's still pretty young. He's age 28. And Gerald Everett is in Seattle now, so he is officially the number one guy. Gerald Everett is no longer there to steal the targets. He's no longer there to scare away all fantasy owners for Higby. And Higby's got the big play ability. He's got several, you know, he'll get some multi-touchdown games. At least he did last year. That's why a lot of people picked him up and then got mad and then dropped him after uh, his production went bad because, you know, Jared Goff or... Everett stealing a lot of uh stealing a lot of the snaps. So but in twenty twenty he had forty four receptions, five hundred yards, five touchdowns. Everett had forty one receptions, four hundred yards and a touchdown. So I can only imagine with the improvement at quarterback and the fact that Everett's gone, I can only imagine he'll probably get hopefully sixty receptions around that area. Um, I'm going to say hopefully 700 yards, and hopefully he'll stay five, six touchdowns. Hopefully we'll be in that area. Higby, if you were punting away the tight end position, you could snag him in rounds 9 through 11. I think he's a really solid tight end sleeper, just in the fact that you can't get that many other good tight end sleepers. I would take Higby over Gusecki. I would take him over Tunyon. What? Big Bob? I would... (laughs) You mean the most touchdown-dependent tight end in football. And now Randall Cobb is back also, so that's... Who got more touchdowns than Higby. Cobb is going to steal some touchdowns from Tony. You better believe it. Oh, yeah, totally the same player there. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, No, but Aaron Rodgers loves him. You know, Aaron Rodgers is going to be doing what Tom Brady did for Antonio Brown last year. He's going to force-feed the ball to Cobb couple times and it's going to it's going to make a lot of Devontae Adams owners mad and it's going to make some Tunyon owners mad too. Adams is still going to get his though. He's still going to get 20 something touchdowns <laughs> because he is a monster. So, yeah, that's that's uh my second pick, Higby. Okay. So, let me tell you what I hate about that. I hate that I didn't pick Higby because I like Matthew Stafford. I do think he throws to the tight end position a lot. And the Rams utilize their tight ends effectively. So. Oh, but you got Kelsey. Yeah, I figured, hey, you know, Kelsey in the second round, Higby what? in the ninth. I mean. <laughs> what, what a shame. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I didn't have him on my draft board. I actually like Tunyon better than Higby. But it's just a personal choice, you know? Just like, you know, I preferred wearing a green shirt today as opposed to a blue shirt. You know? Personal it's a, choice. It's a podcast, Ryan. It's, no one knows what kind of shirt you're wearing. Well, that's why I told them. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying. See, you gotta set the set the stage for people. You know, they want some imagery, yeah, and I'm giving the people what they want. We are sitting in a mansion, fanning ourselves with money. Ooh, jeez. <laughs> Ooh, and I have monster cookies right next to me as well. No, you can't, you can't do that. That's actually true. Oh, uh, there's big piles of money next to me. There's an aquarium with a shark in it. Ooh, that actually would be cool. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anywho, let, let's go to my second guy. So, uh, I, I decided to stay with the uh, wide receiver position. Uh, he's up-and-comer on the Atlanta Falcons. Number two there right now, Mr. Russell Gage. Like him. So, Russell Gage, um, taking about, you know, round 12 this year. Um, number two option behind Calvin Ridley, and actually had some good games last year playing with Ridley and Julio Jones. Now, Julio Jones was on and off the field, and there are some games he played only halfway through, but 
Um, Russell Gage saw 109 targets, so that's about 6.8 targets per game. And through the last six weeks, he was targeted about eight times on average. And Julio Jones played in a couple of those games too. So even with you know a monster like Julio on the field, um, he received a fair amount of targets. Now, what you didn't like about Russell Gage is last year he only scored four touchdowns. So he, you really couldn't start him wanting a touchdown or a big um, game for him. So his ceiling was fairly low. However, in terms of targets last year, um, some others around that area, Mike Evans had the same number of targets, Chase Claypool, CeeDee Lamb. So potentially might see the same production as one of those guys, and he's being taken in the 12th round. So I thought that uh, there was potential for him to be a wide receiver of three every week, but um, for sure a flex option. So, yeah, I mean, I don't really have much to knock about that one. Russell Gage was a guy that I was looking at uh, towards the end of the draft, and I had a couple of uh, guys that I kind of wanted to. I had hopeful sleeper picks, and Russell Gage, he was on there. Um, I ended up not grabbing him, though, but yeah, I liked the pick. Um, there were just a couple guys that I liked a little more than him. AJ Green, for instance. AJ Green, you picked after Russell Gage. I think I did, yeah. But you did steal him from me. What and about Aguilar? Uh, not a fan. Number one on the depth chart. I picked up Jacoby Myers, so we shall see who is number one. So Myers was more impressive in the preseason and in camp, but Aguilar was the big free agent acquisition. So it's a new QB. I mean, <laughs> we'll see. Three. Aguilar on ESPN depth charts. Aguilar still listed as number one. And I say good for him, but the number one person is going to be Myers. We'll, we'll see. Uh, that'll uh, third breakout, Jacoby Myers. I'll actually give a. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to give a quick honorable mention, and it is pretty much every Patriots offensive player now that Cam Newton is gone. <laughs> oh jeez. Uh, Damon Harris now has the touchdowns. He now has the potential to get touchdowns because Cam Newton is not going to steal them from the goal line. Um. <laughs> Nelson Aguilar, and Jick, and you know what, Myers too. Now hopefully they have a quarterback that will actually throw to them. And uh, I'm still staying away from the tight end position because that's just scary when you've got Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. But yeah, Patriots offense. If anything, their offensive line is top ten in the league, so yeah. I mean. If you could, I mean, so if your draft was before a starter was announced and you were able to get Damon Harris in like the seventh or eighth round, that is an absolute win. That's an absolute steal. Matt Jones is going to start all year now, and Damon Harris is going to get all the goal line work. So, so I would advise goal against... Goal line work. <laughs> I would advise against pumping up Caleb's ego. Just a little bit, so... Yeah, Caleb's a jerk. <laughs> I mean, we both agree on that, but he grabbed Harris in the seventh, so... Seems to be a, I told him to. a decent pick. Ah, he seems to think that he was always high on uh, Harris. Yeah, I, I see. <laughs> Ryan, do you have an honorable mention? Honorable mention? Um, kind of. I like Marquez Galloway. Because Michael Thomas is hurt, and I think he deserves at least a, uh, a look this season. Thomas is coming back, though. He's coming week, back. Week, week 7? Yeah, week what, 7. What? 
But during that time, Callaway could prove to, you know, become something. He's a second-year receiver, so just someone to have on your watch list if he's not already picked up in your league. He did look very good in the preseason. I am surprised that Winston won the starting job, honestly. I mean, I'm not terribly surprised because Taysom Hill was the competition, but... I mean, we'll see. He should be good for fantasy. I've got Michael Thomas sitting in my IR slot, and hopefully, hopefully Winston just airs it out to him all the time. <laughs> so, you you know my stance on Winston, but I don't think the league knows my stance on Winston. Right. I, I am I'm a Winston fan. I don't care that he threw 30 interceptions that other year. He is good for fantasy, and you know it. I look at the 5,000 yards he threw for and then he got his eyes fixed. So you, How many games did he win? Yeah, hey, hey, hey. The quarterback can see now. Yeah. He is only good for fantasy. And plus, um, I think who's ever number one on that team, you're going to want. Like, he might go first round next year, sort of, want. Because when, when he was on the Bucks, he, he literally only threw to Mike Evans. Mike Evans would have, like, 12 targets before the half. And Anywho. Yeah. Big Winston fan. I think the Saints made the right move signing them, and we'll see how it plays out. All right. Um, I think that's going to do it for Fantasy Sleepers. So let's go ahead and transition. Transition. And now we are doing our game previews. We've got two games for week one. We're going to do our traditional preview. We did this last season. Uh, basically... Towards the end, we're going to look into a, the fantasy window, and we're going to take a look at who you have to start and who who we feel good about, who we kind of want to start. Maybe they'll have a good game against this team. We'll see. Okay, first game is the Cardinals at Titans. Um, so A.J. Brown did not practice on Wednesday, uh, getting slapped with a questionable tag. Really, he's the only injury that's notable for this um not really any super serious injuries on either side so that's good um supposed to be an absolute shootout got an over under of 52 points um should be very good for fantasy um and let's i mean let's see what kyler murray is going to be doing let's see what he's cooking up i mean hopkins is back aj green's here now and uh I think it's going to be really interesting. Ryan, is there anything that uh, stands out to you on this game? Yeah, the uh, high-scoring game makes sense. I mean, both defenses are in the bottom half with preseason rankings, so um, I would expect a lot of scoring going on. Um, I'm kind of intrigued that the Titans are taking over the Cardinals. Now, I know the Titans did better last year, but the Cardinals have so many weapons on offense that I I might pick the Cardinals. I mean, if you're if you're betting on the game, I I take the Cardinals over the Titans. So, but the general consensus of the public um, is the Titans. Uh, Yahoo said seventy nine percent of people pick the Titans with like I don't know twenty thousand votes. So, yeah, yeah. I actually do like the Cardinals more. And spoiler alert for the end, I do actually think they'll win this game. Um, Let's go. Well, Wait, whoa, whoa. We agreed on something? We. This is this is special. Continue, sorry. What? We, we agreed on something. The Cardinals will win. Oh, I, I see. Okay, I, I, I see where you're going with that. <laughs> um, no, so look. 
you can say, oh, the Titans did better last year, but the Cardinals play in the NFC West. One of the hardest divisions in football, and they still bar- just they just barely missed the playoffs. Um, you want to remind everyone who's in the NFC West? Or you want me to? So the NFC West is the Cardinals, the 49ers, the Seahawks, and the Rams. Yeah, that's pretty The toughest intense. division in football right now. And they still barely missed the playoffs, so... Yeah, I'm gonna. I I will take the Cardinals to win this game. I I think that they are better than the Titans. Um, I mean, it's nothing personal, but the Titans, they're they're a good team. They made the playoffs the last couple of years, but I question the quarterback play. Even though I like Tannehill, I still question the quarterback play. And yeah, I mean, Derrick Henry's not gonna be able to do this forever and just carry his team <laughs> on his back. So, uh, Cardinals, Dark Horse Super Bowl team. Yeah, I think so. I, okay, so you like them that much. I think if I had to pick a team that didn't make the playoffs last year to win the Super Bowl, I'm going to go with the Cardinals because they barely didn't. The only reason the Bears were in the playoffs last year, I'm a Bears fan, but the only reason they were in the playoffs last year is because the Rams beat the Cardinals Week 17. So, <laughs> yeah. That is the only reason. No, I'm similar mindset. Um, I do think it's going to be a close game, though. So the 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 Cardinals O line and their defense are better than the Titans, but only just better than the Titans. Derrick Henry could pop off for two hundred yards. I mean, there he's against the bottom half of the league defense, so I am starting Derrick Henry, I'm starting Tannehill. I am I'm a fan. I view him as like Matt Stafford of last year, which I think he was like top five QB. When he finally came in and got the offense rolling, so. Yeah. Um, okay. I think that's going to do it for just general overview of the game. Let's look through the fantasy window. Fantasy window. So, me and Ryan, we both went through on both teams who we think are must-starts, where there's just no debate. Must-starts for the Cardinals, we've got Kyler Murray, Chase Edmonds, DeAndre Hopkins, and then for the Titans, we have Ryan Tannehill, Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, and Julio Jones. Julio. Newly acquired veteran receiver is a must-start. Julio Jones. Julio Jones. He hasn't been called that in like 10 years since his rookie year. <laughs> so now we get to the more debatable topics. The, the more, are you willing to start this player? Are you willing to flex them? What are you going to do with this player? So here we go, Ryan. Oh. <laughs> Are you willing to play A.J. Green? A.J. Green. Number two on the depth chart right now. Newly acquired. He's old. But does he still have some gas left in the tank? I would be willing to flex him. I am sitting in the same boat. I'm, I'm willing to flex him. I have him. I'm not going to flex him. But I, I would be willing to if I had to. Now, that being said, the next person you're probably going to ask is James Conner. He, he's further down the list. Okay, let, let, let's wait till there. Okay. Then. Okay, continue. Uh, Christian Kirk is next. Oh, okay. Kirk? Who, who could be number two. List is number three, but he could be number two. I mean, let's see what happens. I view him the same as Green. He has more time in the offense, so he might get targeted a little bit more early on. So I would probably play Kirk over Green for a flex. Interesting. I'm actually looking at it a different way. So I think Kirk might do better throughout the season, but I think week one, I think Kyler Murray is going to be targeting A.J. Green just a little bit more, just trying to get the new free agent acclimated to the offense. We'll see what happens, though. I mean, if you have a 
history with a receiver, a lot of times you're going to target him. That's why Gronkowski still gets <laughs> targets in Tampa Bay. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, for me, I think I would flex him in a pinch, but I would say I'm actually... I'd be feeling worse about it than Green, just just on the sole fact of I'm. I think AJ Green might perform well in a new offense. We'll see. Um, next is Max Williams. Uh, for those of you who don't know, he is the tight end for the Cardinals. <laughs> um, uh, maybe owned in what two percent of leagues? I, I actually have no idea. But sure, we'll say that. Um, I'm not willing to play him. I think there are better tight ends that you can grab. So. I mean, even though it's a it's a high flying offense, but it's a high flying offense because of its receivers. So, yeah, um, you, you got DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, Christian Kirk. Uh, there's just a lot of mouths to feed, and I I mean the Cardinals tight end hasn't been that noticeable for fantasy. Yeah, for a couple years now. So I mean, most people barely know who he is. So I mean, there was Ricky Seals Jones a while ago, but you know. Yep. About what, it. What could have been? Um, James Conner is next. James Conner, I would flex over both AJ Green and Kristen Kirk. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a 1A, 1B sort of run game with them. And um, Chase Edmonds has always split time when there has been a decent running back behind him. Now, Conner's only on a one year deal, I believe. But I would. I would see Connor pro- probably getting 10 touches in this game and Chase Edmonds getting 15. Okay. Um, I pretty much agree. I would flex Connor. Um, that's about as high as I would play him this week. We'll see. We'll see how his year goes, see how his health goes, and it'll be an interesting one to, to look at. So let's go over to the Titans. Uh, wide receiver number three, Chester Rogers. Who? Chester Rogers. Yeah, no. Wide, wide receiver number three. Nah, I'm not really feeling that. Are Are you sure? No. What about Josh Reynolds? Josh Reynolds? Nah, not not really that guy either. Okay. Um. Yeah, I'm not gonna play number three for the Titans. Um, it's mainly because of Tannehill and the fact that they've got a they've got a pretty good duo sitting there on receivers, so yeah. I think it's all going to go to Julio and A.J. Brown, and there's not going to be anything left for some guy who we don't even really know, so Jeff Swam, tight end Um I, I'm, if you have no one else at tight end, I'd take him over a couple people, but um, not high on that. I would put him maybe Maybe a, the the Gronk level, Hunter Henry, those those sort of names I would interchange with Swaim this week. Yeah, is it Swam or Swaim? There's an I in there, isn't there? There is. I just wasn't sure how it's pronounced. I don't know either, but I mean, I don't know. Like they're gonna know. I'm I'm <laughs> going to call him Jeff the Jeff the tight end. Oh, oh, uh, real, real creative. Um, yeah, I I don't think I'm willing to play him. I I still think there are better tight ends to grab, which is sad because the tight end position is very depleted. But uh, I mean I don't know. Maybe grab grab Austin Hooper or somebody Hooper. if you really need a tight end. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting. 
that's uh, that's all I have for the well, for the well, Titans. You're forgetting someone. Who am I forgetting? Running back for the Tennessee Titans. Uh, McNichols. Jeremy McNichols. Are you willing to play him? I, I mean, I'm not, but you're you're still forgetting. Uh-huh. Him, I mean. Okay, well, let's go over every single player on their offense. <laughs> now Backup quarterback, three. Logan Woodson. Ah, but probably not. But you know, maybe in five years. Give you five dollars to start him. Oh. We'll talk later. Uh-huh. Okay. I think we're we're good on the fantasy window for this game. We will now jump into our position breakdown. So basically with this, I'm going to name a position, an area of play, and basically we're going to go over who we think is stronger at that position. And there's five categories. There's quarterback, running back, wide receivers, and tight ends are lumped together. Then there's defense, and then there's coach. So there's five. And... We'll see who wins. Maybe there'll be a tie. Um, we don't have Caleb here or Robers to try to break a tie. So it'll be an interesting one. Interesting one. I'm having a tough time pronouncing words. Um, okay. Yeah. Quarterback. We are not going to agree on this one. Oh, no. I am picking Tannehill. You're I think he's the better quarterback than Kyler Murray. You're a fool. I, I know I drafted Kyler Murray. I, I know what I did. However, I think Tannehill has more experience, and he's a better passer. So if we're going just on QB, if targets are, um, if if the guys he's throwing to are part of that, then I would lean Murray. But if we're just going QB, I'm taking Tannehill. So you are willing to start Ryan Tannehill over Kyler Murray. You, th- you, you, I mean, you think Tannehill's gonna win the game? I mean, we're not saying for fantasy. We're just I know saying you, you which. You think Tannehill's gonna win the game? I mean, I think you know Murray's gonna run for a couple yards, but I think Tannehill's gonna have a better passer rating. All right. A little bit dependent on AJ Brown, but if he doesn't play, then I think they're gonna be equal. If AJ Brown does play, then I think he's gonna have a better passer rating. I'll be very curious to see. How this goes down. Hey, people. the people like bold takes. I mean, okay, so according to Sleeper, Tennessee is second against the quarterback position. So apparently in the preseason, they were pretty good against quarterbacks. So I don't think that ranking is going to last throughout the season. Whoa, whoa. so then are you also taking Tannehill? Lean in close so the people can hear. I don't think that ranking is going to last because I think that the Titans' defense is blowing smoke. I am going with Kyler Murray. Ah, jeez. This is going <laughs> to... Like a sane human being. Why are you picking him? Because uh, I love his hair, that's why. Uh, that, if, fair point. No, I, um, you got to give the little guy uh, credit, you know? Why? He's, he's just... <laughs> He's small. He's small and effective. He's small and fast. Oh, I have no doubt that he'll run, but I, he's got you know he's got a bigger arm than people give him credit for. And I am I'm very interested to see that duo. That I mean, you know what? Both of them have pretty good receiver duos to watch: Hopkins and Green, and then you have Brown and Julio. I think Brown and Julio is better, but. I think they're both going to be pretty good duos. So, But no, I'm still going with Kyler Murray. 
the guy was in the running for MVP last year. All right, let's go to running back. I'll uh, lead this one off. Oh, by all means. Mr. Chase, just kidding. Derrick Henry, obviously. 2,000-yard rusher last year. Not going to be able to do it forever, but he's going to be doing it for this game. And he's a monster. So, Derrick Henry, that's my pick. Yep, bottom half of the defenses on the list. I am definitely taking Henry over um, Edmonds and Connor. All right. Here's where it gets dicey. Wide receivers and tight ends. So, like I said, two pretty good duos. I don't think it's that hard of a pick. Two pretty good duos. I like Tennessee's receivers more. Not crazy about the tight end. Not crazy about Cardinals tight end either. So, Ryan, who's your pick? My pick is the Cardinals. So, And I'm saying it's that pick because A.J. Brown didn't practice. So, if he's not going to play, then... Hands down, it's going to be the Cardinals. Now, if he does play, I would flip sides and say Jones and Brown are better than Green and Hopkins. Although Hopkins is a monster on the field, it's pretty close. But um, I'm looking at Brown not playing, taking the Cardinals receivers and tight ends. Okay. You might have actually swayed me by pointing out that Brown... Brown, Let's that, go! AJ Brown is definitely going to play, though. <laughs> Let's be real here. He's definitely going to play. Um, so we might as well disagree about another one. I mean, we've already got quarterback. Might as well throw a wide receiver on there. Yeah, no. So you are officially picking the Cardinals. As of today, today is Wednesday. You are picking the Cardinals. Wide receivers. Yeah. Yes. All right, I will go with the Cardinals receivers for now. Just because I don't want this to be a split decision for every category. <laughs> Except for running backs. <laughs> Tennessee wins by default. Yeah. All right, defense. Um, I mean, part of the reason why this is going to be such a shootout is because the defenses aren't super great. So, I, although up according to Sleeper, the Titans are actually a pretty solid defense against quarterbacks, at least. So that's kind of interesting. But um, okay, I am going to go with. I think I'm going to go with the Cardinals. It's actually, honestly, it is a tough choice. I think I view them pretty equally. Um, Titans have Janoris Jenkins at corner. He's a little washed though, and Cardinals. I'm, I I want to see J.J. Watt. I want to see J.J. Watt playing. I want to see what he has to offer for the team. Um, Chandler Jones is still there. Um, and then Buda Baker is... I, I mean, I think he's a star in the making. So, I'm actually... I, I, I was just reading through the Cardinals depth chart, and as I'm doing it, I'm like, actually, I, I do like their defense quite a bit more. J.J. Watt, Chandler Jones, and Buda Baker. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take both. I'm going to take that. Over the Titans for sure. So, yeah, to me it's actually not that hard now. So I'm going with the Cardinals. Yeah, I'm going with the Cardinals as well. J.J. Watt, all those other people you mentioned. Malcolm Butler's there, too. And they added some linebackers this offseason. So, uh, Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. So, at least they have depth and potential. More so than the Titans. So, Cardinals. Okay. 
Mike Vrabel versus Cliff Kingsbury. Cliff So this is coaching. It's not just head coaches. It's coaching in general. Generally, we weighed it by going through the head coach, though, because that's the head coach. So Ryan Vrabel or Kingsbury? I, I don't want to. <laughs> um, I, I kind of nod to Kingsbury because um, I, I don't think Kyler Murray is as good of a QB as people say, but somehow in that offense, he's pretty decent. So I think that's a bigger feat than Vrabel turning around Ryan Tannehill. So I, I'm going with... Um, the Cardinals for coaching. All right. I am also going to go with the Cardinals. Um, it's really close, but I also don't want this to be a split decision. So, <laughs> Cardinals. And then who will win? No one will win. They will tie. So, we went split on quarterback. Running back, we went Titans. Uh Pass catchers, we went Cardinals, defense Cardinals, coach Cardinals. So, Cardinals win three out of the five categories. Score prediction. I am going with... Oh. I'm shooting the over. I'm going 35-21 in favor of the Cardinals. So what is the over-under for this game? 52 points. So, you're going over that. Yeah. Oh. I got you. What was that again? 35-25? 35-21. 35-21. Um, I did not give this as much thought, <laughs> so off the cuff, but I'm going 24-27, Cardinals over. Yeah, close game. Titans. Very yeah, close game. I, I like, the the spread was minus three, I agree with them on that, I just don't agree that it'll be the Titans over the Cardinals. Okay. So. Wait, so Titans are projected to win? Yeah, Titans are... Uh, oh, that's interesting. I'm still taking the Cardinals, though. The, Vegas is projecting the Titans to win by a field goal. So we are both pulling the upset. Yep. All right, that's cool. Let's go to the next game. We've got the Bears at Rams. This is the Sunday night football game. Honestly, not a super notable game. But it's the Bears on Sunday but night. But it's the Bears, and we're Bears fans, so ha. Take, rah, rah. Take that. Bear down. It's bear down. It's not rah, rah. <laughs> <laughs> rah, rah. <laughs> Rara. Um, okay. You're telling me you don't see a bear and you go rara. I mean, come on. I mean, naturally. <laughs> um, okay, so Andy Dalton will start. I don't think there was any doubt there. Not because of his ability, because they don't want uh, Jalen Hurts to get mauled alive by Justin Fields. Who did I say? Jalen Hurts. Did I really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I say that so often. Wow. Huh. I say that so often. Do you even care? I swear, I am a Bears fan. <laughs> no, so Justin feels they don't want to get uh, mauled by um, Jalen Ramsey and Aaron Donald, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take it. A lot of J sounding names. Have you notice Jalen Ramsey, Justin Fields, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Waddle, Jalen Hurts, Jacoby Myers. Anyone could have made the mistake. No, <laughs> no. You know what's funny? I made that mistake on draft night a couple times. I was like, yes, they drafted Jalen Hurts. Made no sense. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they uh, clearly they're just trying to protect Fields, and they will start him uh, probably a couple weeks from now, I'm assuming. Or maybe, just maybe, Dalton will actually be good. I think Dalton's going to play most, most of the season. 
I think if they're going to miss the playoffs, then they're bringing in Fields. But if they have a shot at the playoffs, they're going to keep keep sitting them. Yeah. So. Yep. Um, some injury news. Eddie Goldman did not practice today. This is Wednesday. And Darnell Mooney is questionable. And then on the other side, Ashawn Robinson did not practice either. So something, something to uh, keep your eye on. Uh, Van Jefferson, who is the Rams' number three receiver, he is also questionable. So 44-point over-under for this game. Um, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think the Rams are still going to win. So, But I will be curious to see Dalton... You're a Bears fan, and you're calling the Rams to win? Okay. I will be curious to see Dalton play. Will the O-line be able to protect him? Probably not. Their second-round draft pick, Tevin Jenkins, is going to miss most of the season, if not all, due to a back injury. So um, it'll be, you know, like I said, I don't know. I still think the Rams are going to win this game, but I just hope it's not a complete upset. Or not an upset. It'll be an upset if the Bears win. I just hope it's not a, I don't know, a complete depancing in public. <laughs> yeah. I hope it's not a blowout either. So, Vegas has the Rams winning by a touchdown and a half, which I thought is pretty deep. generous. Yeah. I mean, hey, if the Bears are within seven points of the Rams at the end of this game, I, I call that a win. You know, the Rams are debatably the the best defense in football right now. And if you can stay with them in points, hey, I'm there with you. But most of the public picked the Rams 65% on Yahoo. So doesn't doesn't look good for our uh, Windy City boys. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's... Huh. <laughs> um... It's, it's a tough one because the Bears normally have been able to rely on their defense for keeping games semi-close. However, uh, let me read off a couple of questionable players for the game. I still think they're going to play, but they're questionable. Eddie Goldman, Khalil Mack, Robert Quinn. Uh, I guess that's it. Danny Trevathan is on IR, by the way, which isn't <laughs> the worst thing in the world just because Alec Ogletree, they signed, and I think he's got he's got a little more pep in his step. So that's good. We need a linebacker that can cover a receiver in a pinch. Yeah, and uh, we'll see. I mean, Ogletree, I I think he's an improvement. I think Trevathan's over the hill. So we'll see. Uh, Jason Peters, former Philadelphia Eagle, by the way, oh. nine-time Pro Bowler, is he signed to the Bears a couple weeks ago? He is going to be starting at left tackle for him. It looks like. So let's see if the 39-year-old has anything left to contribute to the game. <laughs> I mean, I I said I said if he can do half of what he did in his career with the Eagles, he will already be the best left tackle the Bears have had in like five years. So, yeah, but um, their their O line is still bottom half in the yeah no they are it'll be tough NFL. So yeah, I I I hope for the best. You know, I hope for at least a couple touchdowns so people can say hey. You know, the Bears gave it a good shot. The Rams are just a good team this year. Sure. <laughs> I would say the the only thing that has me saying maybe it'll be an upset is just the Bears defense experience playing against Matthew Stafford. Maybe that's the only saving grace. 
Probably not, though. So, um, okay. Are we ready to jump into the fantasy window? Yes. All right, let's do it. Fantasy window. So, must starts. We have David Montgomery, Allen Robinson, and Cole Komet for Chicago. Cole Komet. It's an interesting one, but, you know, I think... I'd start him over a lot of tight ends. I think the Bears are going to be behind, and sometimes you just need a panic button, and that's usually the tight end. Yeah, so. I, I think we have high hopes for him. I mean, we're Bears fans. We're a little biased, but... Ooh, Cody does, too. Cody approves this yeah. message. Co- Cody approves the message. Uh, yeah, so that that's a must starts for Chicago. Must starts for the Rams. We have Stafford, Darrell Henderson, Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Higby. Yeah, my sleeper pick made it. Tyler Higby. Um, okay, so here we go. Are we willing to start Darnell Mooney in fantasy? Darnell Mooney. Against the Rams. I I do not want to start him. Yeah. I think that if you want to do Flexum, I wouldn't I wouldn't be hurt by that pick. But I oh. thing is I'm thinking would I rather start him or like AJ Green, Christian Kirk? I might start Mooney just on the off chance that he gets garbage time. Yeah. So I would probably say Mooney's a, a flex play rather than sit him this week. Mm-hmm. Can Andy Dalton hit him on the deep ball? I hope so. He's so Mooney's so fast and such a good route runner that I want I want a deep ball or two thrown. I mean, we saw the low light last year um, when they were playing against the Rams. Jalen Ramsey was on him for a couple of plays, and Mooney burned him and then proceeded to get completely overthrown. So Yeah, can you imagine if he had, you know, just 70 more yards and a TD? I mean, Mooney's going fifth I, round in the draft. I mean, so is it a good thing that he didn't? I mean, for fantasy players it is, <laughs> but for Bears fans it's not because yeah. he got overthrown. I agree. Um, Darnell Mooney, I'm willing to flex him in a pinch, but uh, I think Ramsey will be on Robinson for most of the game, but I think he'll probably move around a little bit. And when he's on Mooney, I don't know. I don't have super high hopes. I know we saw him get burned by Mooney last year, but... I mean, that doesn't happen super often to Ramsey, so we'll see. Um, Marquise Goodwin. Marquise Greatwin. Wow. Nah, I'm not I'm not touching him. All right. Me neither. Uh, Brashad Perryman? Uh, maybe once he gets involved in the offense, he might eventually become a sleeper. He's not even on the list. I just, I, I just looked at the dev chart and just, you know, figured I'd throw him in. Just number four guy, you know, just... just Let's look at him. He's, well, he's a new signing, so, you know, something to be excited about. We'll check back with you in 12 weeks on him. <laughs> All right. Jimmy Grandpa. <laughs> no. It's the, that's the greatest nickname of all time. Um, yeah, with Jimmy Graham, you are playing him pretty much just hoping for a goal line touchdown, and that's it. But now, Komet's number one on the depth chart, so I'm not really willing to play him, so... Better tight ends to play. So on the Rams side, not a ton of uh, players. Will you will will you not start them? Uh, because you're already going to start their two starting receivers. So and their running back and their quarterback and their tight end. So Sonny Michelle, running back number two. They traded they traded a fourth and a sixth rounder to get him. 
showing me that that shows me they don't have a lot of faith in Darrell Henderson. Are you willing to start him, Ryan? No. Yeah, me neither. Um, I'm holding on to him with the bench. He's on my bench. I'm holding on to him just to see what happens those first couple weeks. Um, He's due for an injury. He is due for an injury. No. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Is I don't think they have a lot of faith in Darrell Henderson. I think they were really banking on Cam Akers carrying them. And, yeah, they traded... You know, they tr- they traded some picks away for Sonny Michelle, so I mean it would be a waste of it'd be a waste of a trade if he wasn't involved in some way, shape, or form. So that's how I feel about him. But yeah, I think we agree we're not gonna start him. Van Jefferson, number three receiver for the Rams. Uh no, not yet. Alright, you ready for this next one? Deshaun Jackson. Uh, nope. Number four receiver for the Rams. Deshaun Jackson should not be played. What are you talking about? Because he's number four. But he wears number one on his jersey. Well, so by all means, then. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, I just clicked on this to look at it. Deshaun Jackson drafted in round two of the 2008 NFL draft. Man, 13 years, let's go. Okay, yeah, we're not playing them. All right, position breakdown. Quarterback position. Matt Stafford versus, we're going to say Andy Dalton for now. Yeah. Um, I've been a Matt Stafford fan for a while now. Then why would you trade him away? I did not trade him away. Yes, you, you did. What are you talking about? Yes, you did. I'm just saying there were better X, options X, in you, fantasy you, you last year. You dropped him and you grabbed Lamar Jackson. There were better options in fantasy last year, and I took one of those options. That being said, Matthew Stafford, top five fantasy QB this year? Probably. So, I'm interested to see him with a good O-line and good targets. But I'm hopeful for Stafford to be a top five because I drafted him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I am taking Stafford over Andy Dalton. Um, not a close choice for me. Yeah. I'm the same way. I'm going with Matthew Stafford. But, I mean, do not underestimate the power of Andy Dalton. Um, okay, running back. David Montgomery. Uh, and pretty much Darrell Henderson. I, I like Montgomery. There's Sonny Michelle and Damon Williams on those rosters too, but I mean, I don't think they are going to have a massive impact on the game. So If we're talking about just talent straight up, I'd take Montgomery, but if we're looking at the matchup, I, I'll take Henderson. Mm-hmm. But since we're just looking at running backs, I'll, I'll take Montgomery. I mean, you still we're still taking the matchup into account, but uh, yeah. I I still think even though I'm not super confident in the Bears defense, I still think that they're pretty solid. They've got a good front seven, so not as good as the Rams, but I'm still going to take. I think David Montgomery's talent outweighs the matchup compared to you know Darrell Henderson versus the matchup. So I'm taking Montgomery also. Okay, wide receivers and tight ends. Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. And Cole Komet. Lest we not forget. And Marquise Goodwin. Versus... Um, who do we got? We got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, and Tyler Higbee. It's closer than I would think. I mean, just looking at the teams right off the bat. But... I should have probably thought about this a little bit more. <laughs> okay. Um, oh, man. 
I'll go ahead and go. I'm going to take the Rams. Um, I think Woods and Cup are a better duo right now. I think Mooney and Robinson have potential if Robinson decides to actually stick around after the season's over. But right now, I'm taking Woods and Cup, and I do like Higby more than Komet right now. Uh, like I said, Bears have a lot of, well, I guess I didn't say this, but the Bears have a lot of young, they have a lot of young talent on their offense, and it might take some time for them to develop to get to quite the Rams level. The Rams, this Rams offense has been dominating the league for a while, so I'm going with the Rams. Yeah, I'll probably follow suit. Uh, mid-season, I would probably go with the Bears, but right now, take the Rams. Okay. Defense, Rams versus Bears. Two hmm. historically good defenses. They're pretty similar, you know. They're similar, <laughs> but I think we both know who we're going with. The Rams. Yeah, 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 the Rams. Rams, debatably number one defense. Bears, bottom half of NFL teams for defense, according to... Could be be- if their offense is better, they could be better. If they get off the field every once in a while... Yeah, this is just preseason rankings, so, yeah. you know... They what, had, what they they had a mean? rough preseason, I'll give them that. Um, we'll see. Did you see what I did there, though? I said Brands. See? Uh-huh. Tricked you. Oh, <laughs> I'll try to see that coming next time. All right, coaching Sean McVay versus Matt Nagy. Uh, Sean McVay. Yep, me too. Not even, <laughs> not even sort of, kind of close. You, you're really quick there. <laughs> yeah, well, Matt Nagy has frustrated me to no end. So, all right, this is said. The Rams win four out of five categories. They won quarterback, pass catchers, defense, and coach. Uh, Bears only one running back, and they barely won running back. So so they should lean on the run game as always. Sounds like it. <laughs> All right. Ryan, what's your score prediction? Um, so I feel I'm being fairly realistic, but I am taking the Rams over the Bears 27-14. to 14. How dare you call yourself a Bears fan? I I would love it if they kept it within a touchdown. I just don't think it's going to happen. How dare you call yourself a Bears fan and give us a prediction that's that you know far off? That being said, my prediction is 24 to 10 in favor of the Rams. <laughs> I have them scoring more points. I don't have very much faith in the Bears offense. I think it comes down to will they be able to protect Dalton? And I don't think they will. So 24 to 10 in favor of the Rams. That's what I take. I just wanted to give Ryan crap. <laughs> yeah. Come on. There, there we go. Okay. That wraps this episode up. Um, I think, yeah, I think we did pretty well. Um, we're going to try to be uploading, I think, every Thursday. And. Stay tuned for more. Ryan, do you have any closing statements? Any 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 closing thoughts? Anything maybe just a story of what you did during the off season? Some, something some you know, something lighthearted. Oh yeah. So as I pondered about my future, you know, I was sitting over on my porch all looking off on the veranda. And as I gazed upon the foliage sweeping down through the ravine, I thought to myself, hmm, it's just beautiful. And you know where I had the same thought? At the end of my draft. 
So I'm looking forward to a great season. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that was the most self-indulgent thing I've ever heard. I, I should have cut you off halfway through. Oh, I mean, hey, you know, we're, we're here to speak the truth to people. And, you know, who am I? All right. Thanks for listening. You're supposed to see the fantasy champ of uh-huh, last year. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, I, I, I got it. Thanks for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more. See you guys. Thank you.